an official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hello, everyone. I hope you all are having a good week. I know that with the way of the world and where society is and where our country is, it sometimes feels like that's not really the right thing to say. But even so, I hope you guys are having as good of a week as you can. So as you guys can tell from the title of today's episode, today we are actually talking about a fairly recent case. This case occurred a little less than two months ago at this point. Today we are talking about the disappearance of 20-year-old Vanessa Gillen. And before we get started on Vanessa's case, I want to take a second and jump back to last week's case. If you have not heard last week's episode yet, we talked about the Wells Gray Provincial Park murders. If you haven't listened to it yet, you can pause this one, go back and listen, and then come back to this episode, or you can stay at this episode, skip through this part, and then go back and listen to it afterwards. So this comment is from someone who said, quote, Hi Savannah, I'm a huge fan of both the podcast and your YouTube channel. I just want to say something about this case. I think it is one of the most heartbreaking cases I have ever heard about. I've actually never heard of it before you covered it, but after listening to it, I can't believe they are giving David Shearing the slightest chance to get out of prison. It is extremely upsetting to think about it, and my heart hurts for this family. And then the comment just goes on to say thank you for doing the podcast and your YouTube channel and your comments on the Black Lives Matter protest. So first of all, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and watching. It means the absolute world. But secondly, I agree. It is absolutely mind-blowing that David Shearing is getting any possible chance of being released to the public after committing such a heinous and horrible tragic murder on an entire family and still having a prior record before that. It blows my mind that this is ever going to be able to even have the possibility of going to parole. So I think it's really important that we keep tabs on this case for sure. And if there's a petition that goes around when 2021 comes out and he does try to get parole again, if there is a petition, I think we should all sign it in favor of him not being released because I think that that is a huge danger to the public. So thank you for your comment. And with that being said, let's move on into today's case. So as we talked about today, we are talking about the disappearance of Vanessa Gillen. Like I said, this is a fairly new case. However, you guys have been very adamant on this case being covered for very, very, very good reason. And this case is actually unlike any that I have ever worked on before because this time I've actually had the privilege of working with Vanessa's family to help collect as much information as possible on this case. And I think it's just so important because this case is fairly recent that we keep spreading the word on it, that we get it as much possible attention as we can. So Vanessa is a 20-year-old Hispanic woman who went missing on Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020 from Fort Hood, Texas. Vanessa was last seen wearing a black shirt, a 
light purple leggings and black Nike shoes. A physical description of Vanessa is that she has light brown eyes, dark brown hair, stands at about 5 feet 2 inches tall, and has a beauty mark on the left side of her chin. Vanessa also has three tattoos on her left arm, one of a cross with a flower on it, one of a mountain on her upper left shoulder, and one of another flower. There is currently a $15,000 reward for any information that could help authorities lead to where Vanessa is located. Vanessa was born on September 30th, 1999 to her mother Gloria Gillen, and Vanessa also has an older sister named Myra. Vanessa has been described by her family as someone who was extremely intelligent. She always kept up with her schoolwork and maintained great grades. She's also described as someone who's very physically active. She loves to work out, she loves playing soccer, and she goes on runs almost every single day. Vanessa also volunteers herself in the community when she can, and she is known to always have a smile on her face. She's been described as caring and supportive. She's also been described as an amazing teammate, sister, and friend. Vanessa also has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend's name is Juan. Vanessa grew up in Houston, Texas and graduated from Chavez High School at the top 15% of her class and she graduated as a varsity soccer player. Soon after graduation, Vanessa joined the U.S. Army. Now, this was not some off-the-whim decision. Prior to graduating high school, Vanessa had a set goal of joining the Army and she was originally stationed in South Carolina as well as Virginia before being transferred to the Fort Hood Army Base in Texas. Now, according to Vanessa's family, they say that when Vanessa initially joined the Army, she had an amazing experience. However, it wasn't long until things began to change for her. So we're going to jump to Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. So on April 22nd, this day started out like any normal day. Vanessa had spoken to her boyfriend earlier that morning before heading out to work and nothing about this day seemed unusual, but that was until about 1 o'clock p.m. and this was actually the last time Vanessa was ever seen. So Vanessa was last seen around 1 p.m. in the parking lot of her regimental engineer squadron headquarters on the Fort Hood Army Base. It was around this time when Vanessa's sister as well as Vanessa's boyfriend started to text her and tried to get in contact with her. However, the text messages weren't going through, and this is when Vanessa's sister decided to call Vanessa. However, her calls were going straight to voicemail. At about 8 o'clock p.m. on April 22nd, Myra actually contacted Vanessa's staff sergeant who was responsible for attendance. Now, this sergeant said that he had not seen Vanessa since lunchtime earlier that day. However, she was expected to be back by 10 o'clock p.m. for check-in, so not to worry too much because she probably was going to show up. However, when 10 o'clock p.m. rolled around and Vanessa never showed up for check-in, this is when her family knew that something was very, very wrong. It did not take long for Vanessa's family to spring into action, creating Facebook groups, posting on social media, and passing out flyers to the public in hopes that it would help lead them closer to finding Vanessa. Now, just to get this question out of the way, this was not 
typical for Vanessa's character. She was not someone who would not reach out to her family, not someone who wouldn't talk to her family. She was typically in constant communication with her mother, her sister, and her boyfriend. And after it was discovered that Vanessa was missing, some of Vanessa's belongings, including her car keys, room key, identification card, and wallet were found in the armory room, which from my understanding is the room where weapons are kept. And this is where Vanessa was working earlier that same day on April 22nd, the day that she went missing. Vanessa's car was also found located on the base after her disappearance, and the only thing that has not been located is her cell phone. So I want to talk about the Fort Hood base for a minute. So this army base is one of the largest military bases in the world. It covers about 215,000 acres and has about 40,000 soldiers on base. And Vanessa is actually not the first to have gone missing from the base. In 2016, 19-year-old Dakota Stump went missing and his remains were found a month later, a hundred yards away from the road, in the woods after suffering what looked to be a drunk driving accident. Dakota's family found it off-putting how he was only a hundred yards away from the road and it took a month to locate Dakota. Then, more recently, 23-year-old Gregory Wood Del Morales disappeared from Fort Hood on August 19th, 2019, right before he was scheduled to process out of the army in September 2019, and to this day, he has never been found. Along with the bizarre disappearances that have occurred on the base, prior to her disappearance, Vanessa had actually disclosed to her family of some of the experiences that she was having on the base. According to Myra, she said that after transferring to Fort Hood, Vanessa was not her typical self. Like I said, she had been stationed in other areas before transferring to Fort Hood, but Fort Hood seemed to be the place where her joy and her happiness seemed to be diminished. Myra had gone back through old text messages and found one where Vanessa told her that she didn't like being at Fort Hood and said that hopefully one day she would open up in regards to what was bothering her. Then about three weeks prior Prior to her disappearance, Vanessa had actually disclosed to her mother of some very disturbing information of acts that were happening to her on base. According to Gloria, Vanessa's mother, she said that her and Vanessa had a phone call prior to her disappearance, and Vanessa disclosed to her mom that she was being sexually harassed by one of the sergeants on the base. When Gloria heard this news, she obviously, as any mother would, told Vanessa that she needed to report the incidents, and Vanessa told Gloria that she couldn't because others have reported the same incidents and nothing happens and no one believes them. Vanessa didn't give her mother the name of the sergeant because she was worried that it would put her and her family at risk, and she also asked her mother not to get involved for those same reasons. So with this piece of information, it really brings a whole new element into this case. Vanessa was allegedly dealing with a superior figure who was sexually harassing her leading up to her disappearance. And due to the coronavirus, Vanessa's family has actually not been able to go on to the Fort Hood base and search for Vanessa. The Fort Hood base has said that they have been assigning 500 soldiers that are on base to go out on foot and search for Vanessa, 
However, at least in the beginning of the investigation, I'm not quite sure if they have been more lenient with their rules, but in the beginning of this investigation, Vanessa's family was not allowed on the base to search for her, which I cannot even imagine that feeling. And speaking of the coronavirus, I want to talk about Fort Hood's base coronavirus regulations and protocols that were in place during the time of Vanessa's disappearance. So at Fort Hood, there are typically four open gates that lead in and out of the base. However, three of the gates have been closed due to the shelter-in-place order in hopes to limit the base access and in turn limiting the coronavirus. Now, along with that, instead of checking ID cards like they typically would when someone was entering the base, ID cards are now ran through an automated ID scanner. In addition to this, there are no visitors allowed in the housing facilities for the soldiers, and a curfew was set every day from 10 p.m. to 5.30 a.m., so nowhere between 10 p.m. and 5.30 a.m. could anyone leave the base. Now, authorities have not provided much information, at least to the public, as far as their theories on what happened to Vanessa, and they have kept their searches mainly inside and on the Fort Hood base, leaving Vanessa's family to believe that authorities think that she is either still on the base or that whatever happened to her occurred on the base. Now, Vanessa's family has taken matters into their own hands and have started searching on their own outside of the base. They have created search parties, like on May 30th, there were over 60 of Vanessa's family and friends who united together at the Miller Springs Park in Temple, Texas to search for Vanessa. Vanessa's sister said that the reason they did this is because they want to cross a big area off of the map and that it is a huge area that they need to search. However, unfortunately, their search did not come up with anything that could lead them to where Vanessa is. So going back to those sexual harassment allegations that were made against an unnamed sergeant, I want to discuss a conversation that Gloria, Vanessa's mother, said that she had with a sergeant regarding Vanessa's disappearance. Now, according to Gloria, she she said that a sergeant reached out to her anonymously and said that he couldn't say his name because it would be putting his life at risk of death. However, Gloria said that this sergeant told her that Vanessa was kidnapped on the Fort Hood base and that she is being kept there and traveling through underground tunnels around the base and that she is not the only one. The sergeant allegedly disclosed that the corruption on the Fort Hood base is absolutely horrific and Gloria Gloria is currently in the process of looking for a lawyer to help with these allegations. I also want to mention something because this came across my mind when I was researching it and I know it's probably coming across yours as well, and that is security cameras. When I was doing my research, all I kept thinking was, is there any security camera footage that caught what happened on April 22nd? This was a big question that I had in my mind. However, after research, I discovered that people have come forward and said that just at the Fort Hood base in general, there aren't many cameras set up. Some have said that there might be red light cameras, but they barely have any surveillance cameras lined up throughout the base, which honestly was very shocking and off-putting to hear considering how 
large this base is, I don't understand why you wouldn't have security cameras set up. If any of you out there are listening and know the reasoning for that, definitely let me know because I'm very curious as to why there's no security cameras. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So here's the thing, you guys. As far as facts go in this case, that's really it. It's been extremely frustrating, as you can imagine, for Vanessa's family, who after about a month and a half of Vanessa being missing, still have little to no answers as to what exactly happened. What we know is that Vanessa went to work on April 22nd like any normal day, and she was last seen at about 1 o'clock p.m. in a parking lot on the Fort Hood base. Her phone calls were going straight to voicemail, her texts weren't going through, and she has never been heard from or seen since. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's Instant Alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com Apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. All right, you guys, welcome back. Now, personally, I think the fact that Vanessa came forward to her mother and talked about the harassment that she was experiencing is a huge red flag, and I think it's extremely telling whether Vanessa was considering coming forward and reporting her incident, even though she told her mother that she was not going to. She could have possibly changed her mind. There's just a lot of things that could have happened, and Vanessa's family believes that other soldiers on the base are aware of the harassment that is happening by this sergeant that Vanessa was talking about. However, no one wants to come forward in fear that their lives will be put at risk. So with this all being said, I want to talk about theories. So the first theory that we have in this case is that Vanessa was kidnapped by someone on the base and is being kept there against her will. Vanessa's sister has said that Vanessa is extremely loyal to the chain of command in the U.S. Army, so if someone were to take her or take advantage of her, it could be a supervisor or someone that Vanessa couldn't say no to or felt like she had to oblige with because they were of some superiority. Now, this theory ties in to the allegations of the anonymous sergeant telling Gloria that Vanessa was kidnapped on base and being kept in these secret underground tunnels. Now, how I see this is that if there was some corrupt underground tunnel where young soldiers are being kept, there has to be a group of people who are aware 
of this. There is not just one person who is orchestrating this entire thing. It would have to be a group of people. And if that's the case, hopefully one of them feels like they can come forward and say something and bring answers to this family. Now, the second theory we have is that Vanessa was taken and placed into some sort of either cult or sex trafficking ring. There have been allegations floating around regarding a church, and this church is called the Assembly of Prayer, and it's located in Killeen, Texas, and it is about a 15-minute drive from where the Fort Hood base is. Now, this church has been accused countless times of being a cult and has recently been alleged to recruit girls and bring them into the church and brainwash them. And these recruiters are pretty ruthless. There have been allegations from people who have said that, you know, they've been chased down by these recruiters. Recruiters will wait at their doorstep. Recruiters will wait for them to get home. They'll follow them. They'll take extreme measures in order for them to hopefully be recruited into this church. And they've been known to drive around the town in vans and they'll be multiple of them, either two men and one woman or multiple women in one van. There's been multiple different reports as to the ratio of men to women that are in these vans trying to recruit people. And the church has also been accused of committing real estate fraud, taking church members' money, using their credit cards, and just being completely manipulative and brainwashed. Like I said, there have been multiple reports from people saying that they have seen recruiters or have been approached by them or followed by them. And one was was literally yesterday. I looked up the church on Facebook and someone had written a post with a picture of a van saying, quote, there are people riding around day and night trying to recruit for church in a silver van. Do not fall for it. Two men and one woman kept trying to get my attention about the church, asking me to follow them to a late gathering at the church. They say that they are from Assembly of Prayer. One man would get out of the van walking around the whole area looking for women. My complex and police have now been notified, end quote. Now, what exactly happens when these people get into this church and they get recruited and what happens after that is kind of unclear. Like I said, there's been rumors of sex trafficking, this whole cult situation, but as far as like the details of what exactly happens, I'm unclear of that. That has not been released to the public. Now, one report that hasn't been confirmed was from someone I saw who posted in the Fort Hood Army Wives Facebook group. Now, again, I want to say that this has not been confirmed, but I saw this post and it said it was from someone who said that their husband received a text message stating that Vanessa had been abducted by two Latina women. Now, again, this is just speculation and has not been confirmed. However, I wanted to include it because based off of my research, it seems like most people believe that Vanessa could have come across people who manipulated her into getting involved in the church and that the church is way more corrupt and twisted and dark than what meets the eye. Now, I'm sure authorities are looking into this and I'm interested to see what they find off of it. And I would also be interested to see if the sergeant that Vanessa accused of sexually harassing her has any connection to this church, because I would not be surprised if there was some sort of link between the two. Now, if you live in this area or around this area, whether that's Fort Hood or near where this church is, and if you've ever heard of it, definitely email me at Killer Instinct Podcast and let me know what the deal is. Is this 
this something that is well known throughout the town? Is it something that happens a lot? According to my research from just what I've seen, it seems to be something that is reoccurring and happens on a decently regular basis. But let me know if you are in that area or if you've heard of them. I've heard that they have multiple different locations of this church. I've heard that there is one in Georgia. So I'm very curious to learn more about it. So definitely let me know what information you have on it, if any, at my email, which is killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. So the third theory that we have to include is the possibility that Vanessa ran away on her own and left on her own free will. Now, personally, I just, I just don't believe this theory. Vanessa was talking with her sister about future plans. She wanted to buy a car. She talked to her boyfriend earlier that day. She left behind her wallet and all of her belongings. And it just doesn't seem like if Vanessa was planning to completely uproot her life, that this is how she would do it. And also her car was still on the base. So even if she did leave, she didn't act alone. Someone would have had to either driven her somewhere or someone would have seen her walking. This was not an act that got carried out just by her herself. I personally don't believe. So because of that, I personally don't believe that she ran away, but that is just my opinion. And I will let you guys tell me what you guys think happened. I do want to say that there has been a GoFundMe page set up by Vanessa's sister that has currently raised up to $18,500. If you look up Vanessa Gillen on GoFundMe, it's the first thing that pops up. It's called Soldier Vanessa Gillen Missing. And Vanessa's sister is currently in the process of trying to hire a private investigator in hopes to solve Vanessa's case and anything if you can donate at all helps to this cause. I also want to mention if you have any information on Vanessa's case, please call the Army CID Special Agents. Their number is 254-495-7767. Again, that's 254-495-7767. Or you can call the military police at 254-287-4001. Again, that's 254-287-4001. I also want to mention, which I've mentioned to you guys in the past about previous cases, you can always call the anonymous tip lines. If you are worried about putting a piece of information out there, or if you were afraid for yourself or your family, or afraid of outing someone and someone figuring out that it was you, there are anonymous tip lines that you can call if you just Google them. The number will pop up and you can call in your tip and you will remain completely anonymous. So if you know something, say something. And I completely believe that there are multiple people out there that know what happened to Vanessa. And if you are one of those people, or if you know one of those people, please do the right thing and come forward or call the anonymous tip line to do something. This family deserves justice and answers. They are still holding out hope that Vanessa is alive out there somewhere. So share this podcast, share pictures of Vanessa's face, keep spreading the word, go follow the Facebook groups for Vanessa's case, and email me all your thoughts, theories, and comments at killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's just killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. We will be going over all of your questions, theories, and comments next week at the beginning of next week's episode. Again, I want to thank Vanessa's family for allowing me to share Vanessa's story in hopes to spread the word to as many people as possible. And with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah. I'm your host of Killer Instinct. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly 
here every single Wednesday and you are not going to want to miss it. So I will see you guys next week with a brand new episode. And until then, stay safe, guys. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extrahelp extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.